Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest ranking things in Star Wars. It doesn't get any simpler or more fun than that. Last time out, we had the wonderful Lauren Romo from the Galactic Podcast coming here talking about her favorite episodes of Star Wars Rebels. That was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed that. But welcome back to the show this week, Joseph Scrimshaw. Hello, sir. Hello. I am very excited to have, as you uh, put it so well, some simple fun. Rank some things in Star Wars. But it's never that simple because, man, <laughs> this is in our blood. It's in our hearts and souls. And, Joseph, this week we're going to our favorite Lines from A New Hope, our favorite lines of dialogue. We, sometimes we do moments, we do the theme, 
This is dialogue, which can go in a lot of different directions and uh, can weigh heavy on our decision-making shoulders, right? Exactly, yes. This is just words, things that people say. Uh, I am very obsessed with words, <laughs> very dialogue-focused when I watch things. And every once in a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, there are visuals, too. I like words, so I'm very excited to discuss this. But, the, yeah, th this is such a great example of our, our Star Wars ranked process of we Try to think of some ideas that are like, as you said, simple and fun. How hard could this be? And this one ended up being, <laughs> uh, we thought of it because it would be simple. And it ended up being so hard being tortured between lines that have great meaning or lines that you've just repeated a million times so you know them or so many lines that are like that fans repeat. So, and they have for decades. So they're iconic. It was really hard to get that mix. It, look, because. There's a lot of lines in Star Wars, but particularly New Hope. I've said for, you know, 40 years now or whatever, uh, you know, uh, and a lot of them are just the villains or sides, but they've just become such a standard. I always make that joke of Rogue One of what is she proposing? That The reason I say that all the time is that is a feels like a classic Star Wars line that I would have said on the playground every week for 12 years. <laughs> just, why is she? We get it, Ken. Shut up. It's funny. Um, so there's a lot of those lines, but then also the ones that mean a lot of things. Lines you might want to get tattooed on you if you, if you want to do that. Like, there's a lot of new hope. It's the building block of uh, a Star Wars in a way because first one out of the gate, it's going to have a lot of influence. So uh, I don't even know, Joseph, how you made your decisions. We're going to find out, obviously, but <laughs> try to weigh it. Did you at least say, like, this one's a funny line. This one moves me. Yeah, I tried to balance between the the actual depth uh, and ones that are just like, that's an iconic line by itself, like just a good line that you can almost kind of pull out of the scene a little bit. Um, and then the main part of my process, and honestly, what was the most torturous is I was just like, I don't even need to rewatch the film. I know these, right? And the first list I made, I realized like, you've written down 10 lines and they're all Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> these can't all be Obi-Wan Kenobi lines. Almost everything he says is either like deeply important to Star Wars to me, mm -hmm. uh, really funny, just amazing delivery, a rhythm that sticks in my head and my soul. So the challenge for me was to make this not the best Obi-Wan Kenobi lines from A New Hope, and I only kind of succeeded. Yeah, which we probably still need to rank officially, right? I don't know if we've even <laughs> done that, which is crazy to think. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, too. It's either on the playground or in my heart. Actually, all of them are, of course, in my heart. But like what hits and what uh, moves you versus what's just fun to say. We're going to dive on in here. This is how we do it on Star Wars Rank. We each have a list about five. We have some honorable mentions as well. We're going to work our way five to one. We always say, well, actually, now we've just kind of a lot of times have started to phrase it as our favorites, even though this is a ranking. Uh, sometimes we might go best because it's kind of one and the same, but these are the lines that grabbed us. Joseph, we're going to begin with your number five. Yeah, my best favorite number five line from A New Hope. I am starting with Obi-Wan Kenobi. This was a torturous decision, but I had to go with this one. It is, for over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic, before the dark times, before the Empire. Um couple reasons that I went to out of all the Obi-Wan Kenobi lines, even just his lines in the hut could have done all the lightsaber lines. Yeah. This one kind of centers the storytelling of Star Wars, right? Mm. Um, th so much of what motivates Luke isn't just uh, I want to follow in my father's footsteps, but it's this, uh, this, sense, this great sense of nostalgia, this great sense of something that has been lost that uh, in the past there was 
uh, nobility. There was balance. There were people who stood up for what was right. And we have lost that. That is so powerful just in general in the real world. It's sometimes like a, a true power. It's sometimes a, a manipulation, right? Of uh, what weren't the before times better. So it could even have a, a dark connotation. I don't think it does in, in this uh, instance because it's telling the story of, look, the empire took over. Palpatine took over. Uh, but there was a long, long time where things were better because a, a hero picked up a blade and defended, you know, guarded peace and justice is it's a powerful idea. And just he's saying that while Luke's just uh, waving around the lightsaber like it's a glow stick, <laughs> like it's a curiosity. And he is laying this heavy meaning on top of it. So it, it's so important to uh the storytelling of what Star Wars is. It's important to the theme and the mood of Star Wars. This is one of the lines that makes it a space fantasy, right? Yeah. Uh, and makes it so nostalgia was always baked into Star Wars. Obi-Wan is being nostalgic about the better part of his life. And then the final thing for me on this is the depth, the rhythm of the delivery before the dark times, before the Empire. I can't tell you how many times I or friends of mine have referred to, you know, something the moment that's not going well of like yeah. a bunch of friends had their lives going pretty well. Then we all lost our jobs and had breakups and we'd be like, yeah, but that was before the dark times before the empire. Like it's yeah. a line that my friends and I have used and laughed at to cope with life, you know, which, which just adds so many, so much extra layers and meaning to this line. I love this as well. It's so funny when you said this, I go, more to uh this is not to dispute your choice here i go more to the rogue one teaser trailer right because <laughs> it was so effective and i think this line has always been in my my brain since i was a kid six or seven i get that but without rogue one teaser trailer like just re-highlighted the power and purpose of this line including especially the before the dark times to, to your point of just the story of star was like this is where we're in. Like Kenobi's saying it. We are in dark times. That's where our story is. Uh, and, and we are connected to the past and the future. And we got to get to the future. Uh, yeah. So a lot of meaning, a lot of weight to the line. And just wonderfully delivered. Yeah. In great in Rogue One. And also just it's the log line for the entire High Republic, uh, you know, storytelling adventure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just that we're, we're finally telling that story. And that story, you know, really ignited in people's imaginations. And I would argue the prequel era is telling that too, but it's toward the end when things aren't going well. And the high Republic is just, you know, a part of those thousand generations when the peace and the justice is being guarded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great start. Great start. Excellent. Big, yeah. Big epic. Uh, that's like a poster worthy line. It's a log line. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number five. Your number five is Kenobi, and so is my number five. It's the Kenobi show. Hey, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I am starting my list with this one. I need your help, Luke. She needs your help. I'm too old for this sort of thing. <laughs> so, obviously, now I think I understand this line a lot more than I did when I was seven. But I love that... I just think there's Star Wars is we always talk about it's generational or it's about passing things on to the next generation. Star Wars is for kids, all those things. And here's Kenobi kind of saying that as well. You know, I need your help, Luke. I can't do this alone. She came to me. She, she put the message in the droid. I'm this old hero, but I can't do it. I need you. And you've got to get involved. You know, he, you know, Luke wants to run away at this point. He, he wants to leave, but Oh man, 
uh, now that I've got an opportunity, I can't do that. I can't, I'm, I got to play small and, and, and him kind of putting that out there uh, so plainly and R- Kenobi realizing, and yes, now as the story expands, we know where Kenobi is in his life and Luke's purpose and all those kind of things, but just Kenobi in this moment going, this is no longer my story and, and I need to pass it on. And, 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 and the fight now becomes, comes to you and I'll help as long as I can or, or do my purpose, but it's no longer me. I think it's, that's powerful as well as just kind of funny because I'm too old for this Boop, is also entertaining as well. Absolutely. Yeah. The, one of the earliest versions of I'm getting too old for this bleep, you know, is really funny. And as a young kid too, I was like, Oh yeah, he's so old. It's not that old in the film at all. Um, age wise. Uh, but yeah, you, you, as a kid, you can be like, yeah, no, his back's going to give out. I've seen that happen to older people. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's, uh, maybe that's a part of it. Uh, but that is so not the focus. And it really is like, you know, Leia saying, you know, you're, you're my only hope. And, He's refuting that right away. He, he, this is basically everyone Kenobi saying, yeah, you know, the title of the film should be A New Hope. <laughs> yeah. And it's not me. It's you, Luke. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there you go. And I feel, yeah. And and, and uh, that uh, Carl Weathers soundbite from the Mando making of season one where he's like, you know, a lot of stuff Star Wars was telling me that I needed to hear when I was young. I didn't I didn't hear like I, I feel this from Kenobi on a lot of levels, too. So. Yeah, absolutely. That is a great Kenobi choice. Uh, so does my number five, but we are on to your number four. My number four is one of the more iconic lines that does get quoted a lot and I think deserves it on every level. It is Vader saying, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Mm. Um, this is an iconic line, I think, for a great reason. It, Vader is, you know, a risk from Lucas's perspective, right? When he makes his film of, is it going to work? Uh, and he ends up being, you know, iconic, one of the greatest movie villains ever. And this line is one that I think uh, sets him apart in a good way of, you know, he's this sort of weird, un- unreadable, angry, terrifying uh, monster in a mask uh, in the movie. Uh and then he's at this board meeting, right? Yeah. <laughs> With all these guys in the suits bickering. And he's like, just by the way, this force thing, it's, it's more powerful than all your BS. <laughs> and if you really look at, you know, that, that first film is more political and, and uses the words of religion much more, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Entirely how Mahdi goes after him, right? Of the, he hasn't given you clairvoyance enough. You haven't been able to conjure with your sorcerer's ways. Uh, which is such a great setup to, you know, kind of an early bad guy quip, right? Mm-hmm. Of the that great contrast of uh, choking <laughs> Mahdi, which is, you know, disturbing, but also giving us information about the force and how the dark side of it works in this great contrast with this line. This, like, mm. look, I think it's just got that cool mood of, like, I don't even have, a, have to break a sweat to kill you with my mind. And in order to even to make that clear, not just to you who I'm choking right now, but to everyone else in the room to not mess with me is I am not even, I'm going to kind of tease and poke you while I murder you with my mind. (laughs) (laughs) But also, sorry, I don't want to, if you got more, please. Uh, As much as, and I, the rogue one line with Krennic is not my favorite. But as much as I do fight against the, uh, you know, don't choke on your aspirations, Vader's always been a little quippy. 
He's he's always been a little quippy. Yeah, he doesn't like being questioned, and he yeah. will push back uh, with snark. And the yeah. reason that I love this line, and I I wrestle with uh, the Rogue One line, is I think it is a it's about power and intimidation. It is. Mm-hmm. It's not just the choking. It's not. It's you know. It's the dark side. But he's not angry. He's not even breaking his sweat. He's just like you're so far beneath me. I can kill you all so easily. And the key thing is, and don't anyone in this room ever forget that and that's why the rogue one when doesn't doesn't work for me he doesn't have anybody to intimidate like krennic krennic's perfectly scared <laughs> yeah yeah uh, he, he's being choked he's in he's having a terrible board meeting a uh, business meeting in a railless lava castle he's frightened <laughs> he's right yeah i totally agree on that but uh yeah just a reminder of uh he's always uh you know got something to say that vader and um I, what I love here, the dynamic of it is is how you you mentioned like the religion thing and everything, and and how Vader just is standing tall and what he believes. He's got some twisted ver- ver- views on it, to be clear. Um, but this is a business meeting, and no one in that room really accepts Vader being above them in any way, shape, or form. Right? Like it's this command structure. He's got power; they get it. But he's he's Palpatine's lapdog to a lot of them. And mm-hmm. I love that play. And I love him fighting back in that way. You know, it's, you, you gotta be careful how far you root for Vader, <laughs> but there's something about him just going, no, 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 no. You, 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 you're not going to talk to me like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I get so in, into the depth of it, you're really right to point out just like the great surface contrast where the comedy comes from of, we picture faith as, you know, a beautiful thing that helps us through dark times. Not a, <laughs> not, not a thing to uh, call out while you are choking someone with your mind. And yeah. that is what gives it its punch. Uh, and it's, and it's, and it's choke and it's oomph. Uh, yeah. that is, uh, that's great. I find your lack of faith disturbing. And and it's one of those lines you can definitely use uh, out of context in, in your life as well. Just don't choke. <laughs> we don't recommend choking anybody. No mind choking. Yep. So that's my number four. Great. Number four. Uh, my number four, we're going to the rebellion here. We'll go to the, the good side. It is uh, red leader himself, Garvin, Dave, Drace saying lock ass foils into attack position, man. <laughs> I love this line. Uh, you could, you know, I've got a bad feeling about this. Uh, you know, Wilhelm scream. There's a lot of traditions in Star Wars. This is one that I never really want to go away. I've always loved it. I have been uh, uh, obsessed with it since I was a kid. And I, I've talked about and written about and, and celebrated that later on in Return of the Jedi, when Wedge Antilles gets to say it and the promotion of Wedge and the power of Star Wars traditions and all those kind of things. I, I'm just always been there for it. And when it pops up again, Clone Wars, uh, Revenge of Sith comes to mind. Uh, and then it just even Essel Foils being uh, explained and referenced a little bit more in, in Alphabet Squadron. I just love it. And it begins with this, this line. And, you know, as a kid, I, I don't know what S foils are or what it means. <laughs> I just know you got to lock them into position if you're going to fight. And I did that as a kid, you know, even if I was playing with my Kenner toys or my space Lego sets from the early 80s. I, you know, a lot of the designs, you know, loosely inspired by some Star Wars or even Star Trek stuff or Battlestar Galactica stuff, dare I say, don't tell Lucas. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of the Lego space sets in that time. Some of them had like S foils, for lack of a better term. So it carried over into my life. Uh, in other areas when I'm playing around with, with toys as a kid. So it's a weird tradition. It's, it doesn't have any great meeting other than you got to get ready to get to go fight for justice in the galaxy. 
you know, I think that is its meaning. And, it, you know, it, it isn't super complex or super deep, but it is still, still, still powerful. Like, I mean, this is like a, you know, what a, you, you know, sports better than I do, but this feels like, you know, something the coach says yeah. <laughs> and then everybody yells it back and they go, right. It's got that energy of we are doing this. We are committed. We are not backing down. Yeah. And I, I know they're called strike foils and that's something that's, uh, you know, comes into your life later on. But when you're seven and you're just sitting there and you're like, we are going for the fight of our lives. And this is like what you got to do. I think you're right. It, it does have that meaning, whether I, you fully grasp it or not, sitting in the theater, chomping on popcorn, seeing it all for the first time or at your home theater now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's one of the many, many lines in A New Hope where the meaning is is clear, like get your ship ready for battle, you know, mm -hmm. do this to it to get it. And you visually understand it because they do open up. Um, but it's the, uh, one of those great tip of the iceberg lines where it builds the world. We were like, I don't know what an S-foil is, but everybody in those ships do. So there's so much more to dream about, to fantasize about. You're 100% right. And, and talk about just the simple design. Uh, yes, I'm a Y-Wing fan. But the X-Wing is the quarterback of the team. It's sexy. It's sleek. It's that design. What a visual as you're heading into the Death Star fight here to lock S foils and tax position and the wings open up. It's like it, it just hits on a lot of like, ooh, chords uh, as well as having the great meeting. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great choice. All right. Thank you, Red Leader. We're going to go into attack position, but we are also going to go to your number three here in our favorite lines from New Hope. Uh, my number three, we are going to the scoundrel we all love, the scoundrel with a heart of gold, or maybe a scoundrel with a heart of coaxium, uh, <laughs> Han Solo. So many great uh, Han Solo lines, and I was very tempted by what I think is one of the funniest lines in Star Wars of, uh, we're all fine here, how are you? Mm -hmm. uh, but I found myself gravitating to a line that I think I have taken for granted and wanted to, to re-examine. Oh, and that is uh, when they're escaping the Death Star, uh, Han and Luke uh, manning the guns of the Falcon and uh, and Leia's letting him know that they've lost the lateral controls. And Han says loudly, don't worry, she'll hold together. Then quietly to the Falcon itself. Hear me, baby. Hold together. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the beginning of a very classic thing with Han. It happens a ton in mm -hmm. Empire Strikes Back. It returns in Force Awakens. The loud bravado, it'll be fine, spoken clearly and loudly, and then the truth spoken a little bit more quietly to himself or Chewie or the ship itself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's one of those things that's like, it's a great just solid laugh line. You see the film a thousand times, you can fit, forget that like, that's just a solid laugh line. And it's one of the things that gives so much personality to the Falcon, right? That yeah. Han talks to it. Uh, like your your parents talk to their cars, especially back in in the day in the seventies of like no 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 I put it I put a lot of work <laughs> into this car hear me car don't embarrass me in front of the kids like really giving it personality like it's alive. Uh, it's it is the template for solo and and, and this taking nothing away from the we're fine here we're all fine. I love that and it's and it's and it's probably one that did that gets the headlines for good reason but this line you're right it, it's a template and you don't have to think too hard about it it is the bravado of Han trying to overcome the truth that he doesn't want to face <laughs> uh, and that's kind of him and it's it, it is really funny uh, and uh, I as someone who uh, you know drove a very tiny. Uh, 1991 Plymouth Colt blue tic tac of a car that would get on the freeway and have to mutter this every time I did it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it works on a lot of levels uh, in the real world as well too. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's Han Solo. This is truly him being the Han, Han being Han Solo, I should say. Yeah, yeah, and it makes me wonder how often he talks to the Falcon. Like you know, 
if, if he's having a whole conversations with her. I absolutely think, especially if Chewie's off in the back sleeping and he's just up there, he's probably asking and, and, and yeah, you can get into all three of it all, but I, don't, I, I, but like talking about Kira, you know, you know, <laughs> sometimes upset, sometimes just missing her. Sometimes it, the Falcon probably answers. Oh, I know that. Don't say that. I, 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 I'd, I'd love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, my number three classic Han Solo line. Classic one, indeed. All right. My number three favorite line from A New Hope is, and I admit this is a little bit of a left field choice for me here. Uh, Princess Leia saying, Governor Tarkin, I should have expected you to uh, find you holding Vader's leash. I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. So I just like it. I just <laughs> like it. I also love it because there's a lot of lines and some we're going to discuss, uh, e- even in honorable mentions, that are Leia and the spirit of Leia, just like the Temple of Han we just discussed. There, there, there's the themes of Leia all through some of her dialogue. And it's it's a funny line because it is uh, Carrie Fisher having the kind of affected British accent. She was trained as uh, you know in London as an actor and she was fresh off of that stuff. Uh, so that's, and it's early in the shoot and there's a lot of things behind the line itself. And now we can kind of, we know that in Canon, it's explained that she was mocking Tarkin, which I, I now love even more, just roll it all <laughs> in one. And it's just, and it's also reminds me of new hope. When I think of new hope, this is a line I think of because even some of uh, Tarkin's responses to her in this scene or other scenes of you fought too trusty and all that kind of, it's the rhythms, the accents and, and, and those, uh, you know, uh, the, the 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 just the, the the melodic nature of some of the lines are just burned into our brains and this is one this is one that just i just see all the time i see her just spitting it out and by the way not for nothing this is a teenage senator daughter of rebels uh, spitting in the face of her enemy <laughs> just bravely going whatever i love yeah that. yeah charming to the last this is such a great Great pick. Uh, mm. I love everything that you're sharing about the the history of it. You know, I don't think I even, it took me a long time to realize like, hey, <laughs> right, she's, she's British in this scene uh, yeah. because I was just so taken with the the rhythm of it, like you're mm. saying. But I love it. This is one of the things that, you know, uh, I bang on about the adventure serial inspirations of mm. Star Wars talking kind of like structurally, but also just on like why it was such a breath of fresh air in 1977 because it wasn't grim it wasn't dour it was back to these traditions of a hero who won't back down right Mm -hmm. and and turning that trope on its head a little bit by having it be leia back in the 70s but this is straight out of flash gordon of like oh so you captured me you locked me up you tortured me i am in your uh, battle station at your mercy and I'm just going to make fun of everyone in sight to make sure that you know I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> yes. You know, to start with, like, uh, I should have expected you to find you holding Vader's leash. Yep. That's two insults in one, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that yep. <laughs> Vader, Vader is just a dog on a leash, and that's all you're good for is to stand there and hold it. Two insults in one. And then, I mean, I, I recognize your foul stench when I was brought on board. That's not the most clever or cutting <laughs> remark, right? The, uh, but it is just like this is how not afraid of you I am is just say like yeah. you stink on every level. Yeah, 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 and you stink too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, great. And yeah, look, and she, you know, you can analyze the moment in the movie. She's probably 
got a little confidence because, you know, the Senate's still kind of a thing. Bail, daughter of Bail and Breha, all those kind of things in Star Wars story. Uh, you can look at it. And, and a little, little bit later, they, they, they um, you know, the, the loss of Aldron is them kind of like, okay, you got insults, you got words, here's what we're going to do. And you can get dark and follow that path. But I just think as for Leia in this moment, and it's also early in the movie, you know, it's, it's, it's our introduction in a lot of ways to her and it just works so well. And then plus, you know, you know, you know what we end up knowing and just learning of Carrie Fisher and who she was and is, and always will be in our minds. This, this tracks too. It it tracks. Yeah. It's a, it sounds like a line she probably enjoyed saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's the great thing about it to me. Uh, like, it's not that she isn't afraid. It's that yeah, she's yeah. mastering the fear and pushing back, you know? No, excellent point. Excellent point. Uh, I, I totally, yeah, that's correct. Uh, I agree with that as well. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, the, the, Go again, go into the Vader, Vader's thing. Like, not not having a lot of sympathy for Vader in this moment, but you know, you got Modi saying whatever your sorcerer's ways. You got oh Vader's leash. Like he's probably goes to bed at night in that castle, going, "Why does no one respect me?" <laughs> right, said devotion to ancient religion. I don't have a leash. <laughs> he probably just talks to Vinay, and Vinay's like, "Yes, uh, yes, I understand." Uh, understand yes, my lord, may I take your arms for your bath? <laughs> I try so hard. <laughs> all right so from uh leia insulting with a two-for-one special with target invader that's my number three we're gonna go up to your number two favorite line in a new hope uh my number two is one that is personal for me it's one that i have talked about uh, a lot on force center uh i, I first kind of liked it just because it, it made me laugh and it was a line that people didn't really talk about it's not one that got uh, quoted on the the playgrounds and the bars of uh, of our fandom, uh, but I've just really come to deeply, truly love it, and it is uh, Luke Skywalker's great quote: "I care." <laughs> uh, the, if if people have not heard me talk about this before on Four Center, I'll, I'll I'll keep it short. It's a, a you know a little bit of going back and forth dynamics between uh, Luke and Han, and uh, you know Leia saying you know, Han's Han seems real great. I wonder if he really cares about anything, and then. Luke trying to say to her as she goes away, she's stomping away mad at Han. I care. <laughs> it's unclear if Leia heard him, responded, was just too mad. But it's just really that over the shoulder nature of it of like, well, yeah, I, I'm not a jerk. I care. <laughs> uh, it's so sweet. It's so innocent. It's so human and real. But I also just think it's like it's true. It's kind of it's bound up in this this funny dynamic between uh, Leia and Han and Luke all all meeting each other for the first time and being these big personalities with different perspectives. And and, and that's like just kind of how it functions in the scene is a, is a funny line. But I, it just resonates with me because it feels like it's true. And like and it, it carries through with Luke, even when he's grumpy, he's he or or, or really depressed it's because he cares so much and i think it's just it's true i think i relate to that too because when i was a kid there was a lot of are you a, a daring cool guy like han or are you kind of like a, a sensitive guy like luke you know and yeah. you know being more the cool of like you know sorry about the mess han that was a cooler person to be than to be the guy who's like i care uh, tell me more about your problem can i do what i do uh, can i do the homework do you need any help like <laughs> That's not the cool guy, but that's who I was, you know? So I think I relate to it too, of like, I am the guy who would probably in an uncool way yell out after, uh, to a, a person <laughs> I just met who I want them to like me. Like, I care. <laughs> well, I, I, I absolutely love what you're saying because 
you know, I, I as everyone knows, I, I'm a Han Solo guy, but I'm a Han Solo guy because I'm an I care guy who wanted to be the sorry about the mess guy. <laughs> and always was trying to look up to him. And that's not, you know, and, and you love Han. And that's why, that's why I'm telling everyone when Force Awakens comes around and I looked at, oh, I had grown up to be the 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 curmudgeon who kind of runs away from what's deep in his heart because he is an I care guy, right? That's Han. Yeah. That's what Kira tells him. Kira said, you care. You just, you're just not there yet. You need to get there, buddy. And so I, I think you're spot on with that. And and this is, this is Luke. And, and when Luke is frustrated later on, it's like sometimes he he wants to just burn it all down, run away. But at the end of the day, he's like, God, I care. God, I can't get rid of that. Right. There's a direct connection between I care and the sacred Jedi texts. Right. Because he's, really he's talking a big game. I'm going to burn it down. And you know, he's like, no, you're not even. I'll, I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 So small line, big meaning indeed. And of course, yeah, this is uh, not surprises on your list yet. You, you use it in a, in a show regularly here. Uh, but what I love about that is because it, it grabbed you early, grabbed you early on in your life. And this be, probably comes at, you know, almost like I'm, I'm interviewing here, but like, this is probably something you saw and, and you were like this, I see myself in this moment with Luke, which is your unique experience as a Star Wars fan, but then it's seen and shared by so many, but we feel we're alone on that island. This would have been what you made you and I friends in high school. Like you would <laughs> right? have said it, I care. And I would have been like, I would have been like, Luke. And you'd be like, well, yeah, Luke. And I'd be like, oh man, get it, get it. That's why I love this line as well. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, and and uh, I, I am happy uh, that uh, I get to celebrate it so much on Force Center. So that's my number two, I care. I care indeed. All right. My number two is also Luke Skywalker. We're really uh, synced up on some of our choices in terms of characters. But uh, and and uh, as a weird note that, you know, we submit our lists here uh, or at least some of our choices. So we don't, uh, you know, double up. And there are times where you and I might double up on choices and we draw straws and uh, Joker drops a broken, uh, you know, pool cue stick in the room and we fight over him. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, this is oddly enough, you and I no repeats at all. Just we both went to different parts of the movie. And I love that. But yeah, the characters are the same here. Uh, I'm going Luke Skywalker saying if there's a bright center of the universe, you're on the planet that's farthest from uh, <laughs> that is farthest from man. So growing up, uh, you know, uh, I grew up on the central coast of California, which, uh, you know, close to L.A., close to San Francisco, but felt like just lifetime away from all of it. I know you grew up, uh, you know, a couple different spots, but you know, most attached to Minnesota and everything, but uh, probably felt the same way Mm -hmm. there. And so this is part of new hopes story, the twin sons, all that stuff. I think this is the moment where you kind of, you just get it. And even though you, if, whether you saw it in 77 or any point you watched this film for the first time, if you're, you're, yeah, again, age doesn't have to matter, but you, you might be younger you might be feeling this. This is what you're feeling. The Twin Sons is powerful and epic and moves us and, and has so much meaning. But I think you you get that the Twin Sons comes along and it means what it means because you heard Luke say this and you're like, yeah, you're so right. I'm from this far from the center of the galaxy, too, in my own life. Uh, it's our own personal Modesto right here in this moment. Right. Right. Yeah. It is just so immediately understandable right and in years later you're like oh well wow luke is literally right uh tatooine is on the outer rim and coruscant is the actual core and the important plants like you know but it's not about that right it's just that emotion like just in the beginning he's just like ah he's jimmy stewart from it's a wonderful life he just wants to shake the dust of this crummy town this crummy planet the sand of this crummy planet off his cool boots and go out and have a life yeah and look and you by the way you know um, you could have been raised in new york city and still 
feel like you are far from where you want to be or far from the life and the world you want. I, I totally think that's why new hope works so well. And, and just look at this moment and yeah, he, he is, um, you know, pouty whiny wants to go get his power converters and all that stuff. Yeah. That's part of it too, but that's just, that's just what they were playing. I think in my mind. And, and uh, I just always love the, just the, the mumbling, but being just really aware of where you are and not feeling you can do anything about it, which uh, again, sets up the twin sunset scene there. So. Yep, a great line by a, a grumpy young man as he does his chores. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also describes Ken in a rug ran to California in 1988. Uh, so uh, that is my number two. We did uh, your number two, which means we are going to take a quick break here on Star Wars Ranked. On the other side, honorable mentions and our number one choices for our favorite lines in Star Wars Episode Four. A new Hope. Stick around. Star Wars Ranked. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. Welcome back to Star Wars Rank. I'm Ken Napsack here with Joseph Scrimshaw, and we are ranking our favorite lines of dialogue in Episode 4, also known as Star Wars, also known as A New Hope. Also known as Star Wars 77. I've even seen that listed uh, a a few times there. So uh, we have uh, got some honorable mentions we want to talk about. Joseph, what's uh, what's on your list here? Yeah, I had to throw in a a couple more on the honorable mentions here. Uh, One that's just like uh, not a amazing line, but just one that has a specific rhythm that has been quoted by fans uh, forever because it's super helpful in day to day life. And that is, of course, the well-known character, Davish Crail, Gold Five, saying, stay on target stay on target <laughs> right like i mean you could just use that for you're you're going to grocery shopping and you're trying to remember to look for the milk first stay on target right <laughs> i mean it's just so rhythmic right that is a, again a line if you had said that in eighth grade we would have been best friends for the rest of our lives because uh, right? my, 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 my friend joel who i've i met in uh, ninth grade that we still that well i'll just get a random text or if i'm it, where we see each other again he'll say something like that or i'll just go i can't shake him and, and you're there. <laughs> yeah, stay on target, which I'm going to do right now by sharing some others. Uh, one of the, the more uh, meaningful Obi-Wan Kenobi lines that I needed to throw out as an uh, honorable mention is, you can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love that one because it is the, the Vader and the dark side as this symbol of like just aggression and death, our, our power. And... Obi-Wan saying, like, you don't even understand the battle you are fighting. Those things are not going to win at the end of the day. You know, you can strike me down, but you still won't achieve uh, what you want to. And then I think for longtime fans had a lot of fun debating this line of like that sounds really cocky that does that sounds like he's gonna be like this isn't even my final form and he transforms yeah. into like uber kenobi you know <laughs> uh and, and so there's like fun fan debate around that line and then i just i love that it's kenobi talking big you know i shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine and then what it is the huge power is communication yeah. you know empathy that he can still be there for luke that he can still help luke and in, in from kenobi's perspective that's being more powerful than you can possibly imagine is uh, i can still help your son vader mm. yeah oh man and plus the use of uh darth 
Yes, the controversial use of Darth is though it is a first name. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, Keith Vader. Uh, uh, yeah. Do, do you want to throw in a couple? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sticking uh, with uh, uh, Kenobi there. I do love the Force can have a strong influence on the weak minded. Uh, just kind of because it's it's kind of the same vein of just like it's it's the truth. It's also a little confident, uh, you know, airs towards cocky if, if you want to look at it that way. But it, that also now I'd say keeps in line with Kenobi. Yep. Uh, so it, it, it tracks. And we talked about, we've talked about this a lot of just the, what Al Guinness put down in that film, you could build so much and they have built so much from just the way he performed, which is why he's a, he's a legend indeed, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also for me, Han Solo saying, I don't know, I can imagine quite a bit. <laughs> just love the tone, love the feeling. And I've kind of got that too, especially when everyone's like, well, uh, wh what's your rate? It's like, oh, do you want me to answer? Because I'll, <laughs> I'll give you what I think it is. Uh, another one for me, I'll kick it back to you here, is 3PL telling R2D2, this is all your fault. Works on a lot of levels, works on the relationship level, but also just the irony of saying that to R2D2, where it kind of is all his uh, fault in the sense of he's the reason the story's even moving with those plans. <laughs> <laughs> he is busy saving the galaxy. And for 3PO, it's like, you've caused me discomfort. Yeah. This is all your fault. Yeah. 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 Great 3PO line. Uh, for me, one other Obi-Wan Kenobi one I had to throw in, it is not the most deep or the most meaningful, but it is one of the most quotable and fascinating is the uh, most Eisley spaceport. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, part of it's the rhythm. Part of it is just like, did did you get, did that just roll off the tongue, Obi-Wan, or did you have somebody sit down and write that for you? Because, you know, wretched hive of scum and villainy. Like, there's a part of me in the Kenobi TV show, like, I want to see him have a really bad time at the spaceport because that is a strong opinion. Yeah, or maybe he gets drunk and they throw him out and he just kind of, he's out in the street yelling, you wretched hive of scum and villain, that's what you are in there. Uh, I love yes. that line. Yeah, and, I, and the, the tag of, we must be cautious is also, <laughs> it's almost its own line. It's so great. Yes, we must be cautious. Yeah. Uh, final two for me, uh, the, these are, for me, modern lines, new lines that I've got to enjoy. Uh, one is from watching uh, the movie with the captions on on Disney+, Plus, and most of Chewie's roars are written out as, Arg. <laughs> so one of my favorite lines is Chewie in almost any situation going, Arg. Love that. Uh, and the final one for me is the newest line in A New Hope, and that is McClunky from Greedo. Absolutely, man. I love that one. I really do. I, I, I'm I, not just putting on airs, man. I think that's hilarious. I think it's funny, and I love that George was like, hey, what about this? It's hilarious, and uh, it, it is keeps the mystery of the film evolving. And, you know, all of Greedo's stuff uh, is great. Hearing that, the, the alien language really added a lot to it. And, and hearing this line that cannot be translated, <laughs> yeah. no caption, we don't know what McClunky means. A couple more for me here. Look, there's some big ones. Uh, you know, someone, has, someone has to save our scans into the garbage chute fly, boy. That's good. You've taken your first steps in the larger world. There, there's a lot of those lines I think could easily make my list that didn't. Uh, who's the more foolish to fool the fool that follows them that are just these deep philosophies. So I, I want to acknowledge that those are there and those are on my list as well. But uh, final two one for, for uh, final two ones for me is uh, we got Han Solo. I just always love the spirit of, well, bring him on. I prefer a straight fight to all this sneaking around. Uh, always Han, that's always him, uh, combined with the muttering <laughs> under his breath. There's something about that. And it's also not necessarily the best plan. <laughs> so and yeah, I mean, you can smash cut to him, uh, yeah. actually doing that, right? Yep. 
Yeah. Something about it, the energy of it too. And then uh, for me, this has been since I was a kid, it might be the first line that I tried to always, like if I'm doing an impression of Vader, I always go, Commander Tether, ship apartment, he found those plans, bring me all passengers. I want them alive. Clearly I'm not doing James Earl Jones justice there, but like even when I was seven, I would do that line down to just the, the rhythm and the beat and the tone and everything that uh, was done in that voice. And, and this is one of those lines that I give a lot of credit to David Prowse, just what he's doing in the suit, just the energy there. And James, James Earl Jones has to match that. And I think they do. And also because, you know, James, the, 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 the VO quality is good, but it's a little different, a little more echoey in New Hope. And, mm-hmm. and this one just kind of, you could hear it ringing off the walls. Uh, <laughs> in, in I love it. Yeah. And it is that uh, you get to see Vader actually mad, right? Yeah, and it's and it's like it's, it, it's your boss is having a bad day. Steer clear, not a good thing. He's, he's creating a toxic environment. Things aren't good here. And there's a lot of things I, I just, I just a kid. I just always love the the, the the rhythm of that line for some reason. <laughs> this is a toxic environment. Yeah, what if a stormtrooper turns to the camera? This isn't good. Um, uh, all right. Don't disagree, but very funny way to phrase it. Yeah. Um, all right. Number one, we're getting to our number one choices. There are favorite lines in Star Wars: A New Hope. And uh, there is, oh my God, I just looked at my list wrong. I stepped on, I stepped on a line. Okay, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. So my number one choice is from Obi-Wan Kenobi, you've taken your first step into a larger world. I forgot to put a number down by that list. And so I thought it was an honorable mention, but no, that is my number one choice. <laughs> I stepped on my own punchline. Um, so clearly I love it. I talk about generations, uh, even with thinking of, you know, Force Awakens of Ray, these are your first steps. Ray, these are your last steps. I, I, it's not cheesy to me. I love it. I love the connection. I love what this means. And you know, you want to hear George talk about what he made Star Wars for? I think he might say, "This is this is the line." I'm, I'm telling twelve year olds, you're taking your first step in a larger world. Get ready. There's some stuff coming down your way and some choices to make. So for me, this line represents a lot about what's going on in this movie, a lot of what's going on in this franchise. Uh, and uh, just centers Kenobi in this movie. It's just just the heart, and and, uh, and and because we feel, you know, the loss of Kenobi in this film, other than just being part of this hero's journey, all that kind of stuff, we can break it down that way. Just I've always felt he is he is calm, he is center, he is the the the, the parent, and we as an audience have to learn to grow past death at some point. Uh, tragically, and 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 I think there's a lot to that there, and it's lines that like. The, this line that make me just miss Kenobi even more when it does happen and feel Luke's pain because he's there. He's there to, this is your first step and I'm here with you for that. And I'm going to keep guiding you. And, and it's a, it's a big loss because of that. And this line kind of helps me, me even feel that loss more. Yeah, no, I think you're saying some great things. This is a great line. And in, in one of my, it was on my list of 18 Kenobi lines for the yeah, yeah. <laughs> best lines. Uh, there's so much power in it. I love thinking about it from Kenobi's perspective. And there's even a shot I've come to really appreciate of Kenobi really watching to see if Luke's going to be able to do it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But from his perspective of like, from Obi-Wan's perspective, Luke is the new hope, right? Uh, he's yeah. been waiting all these years <laughs> to begin training him when the time is right. He's got this naysayer Han going, yeah. He knows that Luke is possibly like his father, you know, kind of stubborn and uh, maybe... Uh, having a hard time opening himself up to seeing things in a different way because he's so certain of everything, right? And Obi-Wan's sitting there wondering, is he going to be able to do it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then he does. He does open himself up. And it for Obi-Wan, it's got to be this moment of just validation of, like, I, the first step in training him 
he opened up and that's all I needed him to do. You know, sometimes people talk about teachers being like, you know, they don't just tell you things, they open doors for you and then you can go through or not. And it feels like that's what this is, is Obi-Wan opened the door and Luke went through and Obi-Wan is kind, supportive, calm, and tells him this great point of view truth of like, you have all of these assumptions about the way everything in the world works because you're young, because your uncle told you this way. And this is what coming of age is about. You need to open yourself up and imagine seeing things in a different way. And you will discover this, this larger world. It's really philosophically powerful and strong. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Not to undercut that with dumb comedy, but I also love the addition of now he can go, yes, I told, I could tell Yoda was right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The line, the extended line should be, you've taken your first step into a larger world. Yoda says it was your sister. But I, oh, I mean, oops, 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 oops. <laughs> right. I think he is. He's sending a, a force email uh, in his mind to Yoda saying, the boy is on the path. <laughs> but uh, my number one choice, I appreciate your additional insight there. Love it. So now we are on to your choice for your uh, most, bestest, favoritist line in Star Wars Episode Four and New Hope. What do you got? My number one is me cheating. I combine two lines to get two in there. One is a, a well, they're both, one is about Kenobi, uh, but they're both lines from Leia Organa. Um, the first one is, I think, one of the most iconic lines of Star Wars, quoted a lot in context of Star Wars, in context of not Star Wars. Uh, but it is, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, right? Yeah. That is a Star Wars line that people who've maybe even never seen Star Wars would, would know that line, right? Yep. You know, the rhythm of it. Um, but the the line gets so elevated, I think, when it, it works in the film, but when the title uh, gets put on after Empire Comes Back, 81 re-release, it becomes mm. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, right? It gives this line even more power that uh, yeah. we've got this character, Leia Organa, this young woman who has been trained uh to to be a leader uh to now to be a part of this dangerous rebellion because she has to be it's the rebellion's most desperate hour and this is the time finally where her father says that these jedi knights these guardians of peace and justice there are still a few of them around and we need them that's your mission go get this jedi knight and now even more danger and peril and desperation bring him these plans and so like that whole speech is just like it's a great persuasive argument Mm -hmm. (laughs) from a brilliant young woman saying i absolutely need you you are my only hope right so extremely important to star wars extremely important to everything that you're talking about of uh in obi-wan's great line of i'm getting too old for this like obi-wan's perspective i'm not uh i'm not the only hope uh his perspective luke is uh, but then the other line I wanted to pair it with from Leia is uh, the one you mentioned as well in the, the honorable uh, mentions is the somebody has to escape, save our skins um, into the garbage chute. Flyboy is is, mm-hmm. is fun and, and funny and great. But this moment of Leia being entirely proactive, right? They have come to rescue her in what is ultimately a bumbling way. <laughs> They've just backed her into corridor. They don't know how to go. We get some where to go. They get some great comedy out of it. And this perfect Leia moment of taking the blaster from Luke and just saying, this has to be done. Somebody has to do it, so I'll do it. It's a fun action. It's a great line all by itself. Mm. But for me, it speaks to what she's saying in the hologram of of thinking the older generation is the only hope, 
or even answering the idea that Luke is the only part of the new hope by seeing her just be proactive, being somebody who says, if there's a problem, I'm going to do everything I can to solve it is kind of an answer that it's understandable why she says you're my only hope to Obi-Wan Kenobi. But the real truth is he's not the only hope. She is a huge part of the hope. Absolutely. Again, Yoda would agree, but everything there tracks, everything just takes Leia all through this story to the very end. It's what she does. And, and, and such a spirit, you know, I mentioned a little bit in the honor mentions, but like that's, that's carries energy and that makes that line even more powerful to me, you know, cause it's probably so true and probably what she was thinking of many times in her life. Uh, somebody has to save our skin. So yeah, well, well paired, well paired, like some wine and cheese choices. That's good <laughs> Well, thank you. It is some delicious star Wars wine and cheese we've had today. I think. Mm. Oh man, I think you, I think you, we, uh, we, you, uh, you actually suggested this uh, topic. Uh, we may have stumbled onto, uh, uh, you know, a new Star Wars ranked series. <laughs> Our favorite lines of every film, much like uh, the toilet. Oh boy, that would be really fun. And now that we've discovered how hard it is, I'm going to be ready to just make make the choices and don't worry about them too much. Open myself to a, a larger world. There you go. Uh, wow, a lot of fun. Thank you for your list. Love it very much. What is your list? What are the lines that you love? I know we uh, touched upon a lot of them today, but we'd love to hear them, especially the ones that make you laugh because uh, you were seven when you saw it and you sh- it's a shared joke with your friends or it has a weird meaning to you. I-, I would love to hear that. And you could do that by reaching out on Twitter at uh, Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank. We're on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook as well. You can uh, get a free audiobook on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. And don't forget, you can get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can also support us directly at patreon.com slash force center. You can follow me at Ken Napsack or go to kennapsack.com for more information, including upcoming comedy dates. And I'll be in New York city, uh, August, October 6th, uh, 7th. Oh gosh. I have to go to my own website to refer. It's on there. You'll find it. Uh, Joseph, where can they go for you? Yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can go to my website for all my other comedy adventures. That website is josephscrimshaw.com. Check it out, my friends. All right. So for uh, uh, the Stormtroopers are having a bad day at work. We'll see you next time. This has been another edition of Star Wars and Star Wars. Star Wars ranked because Star Wars has been ranked. Bye, friends. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.